Cold Storage is a podcast where each episode we pick a different story from the long history of comics and dissect and review it for your listening euphoria. Join us as we stumble our way through some of the most important storylines mixed with some of our favorites. Enjoy. Welcome to another exciting episode of Cold Storage. You got it right this time, dude. Yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> and we welcome back our dear friend. Hey, me. In- introduce yourself, me. Uh, hey, I'm Ryan. How's it going? Uh, good. Are you talking hey, to us? Uh, or, or yeah, the, I, the, the royal we, I guess. <laughs> uh, it's nice yeah. to have Ryan back. Thanks it for is. having me back. It is fellas. fantastic. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. We're going to be reviewing um, some swamp thing, so we needed some street cred, and that's why we brought Ryan in. So we needed some stinky swamp odors, so <laughs> old Ryan pulls up. Yep, good old Ryan. There was something I was going to say in our introduction. Oh, I'm Spencer, by the way. Thanks, Callie, for oh, yeah. setting me up. And I'm Callie. <laughs> you already <laughs> said that, I think. Did I say that? I think I so. Think so. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um... Yeah, I forgot there was something I was going to say. But anyway, what we'd like to talk about today for a little brief little roundtable discussion is uh, comic book movies. Marvel's done after Spider-Man, I hear. After Spider-Man forever? <laughs> right? No, I don't think so, but maybe. I don't know. Endgame. Endgame yeah. is a movie. Endgame. It's Endgame. It's, end, it's the Endgame. It's not called pregame. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I just... Do you guys? Do you guys get it? Like, I mean, I understand as a comic book fan, sure. But, like, why are soccer moms going to this thing, like, three, four times in a row? Because it's an awesome movie. <laughs> That's your explanation? Hey, That's your explanation. Yep. Okay. I just don't, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I understand the phenomenon of the Marvel movies. I, there, is a, there is a place for them. But when when this movie At the top is of ma- the box office, that's where that's they're right. Yeah. Number yeah. one, that's it is where we put no, yeah them. for a long time. You guys, you guys remember when that was out a few months ago? <laughs> right, exactly. I know. And this it's is old still in oh, theaters. Can you believe that it's days. still in theaters? Still in theaters <laughs> after this time. That's yeah. crazy, right? Yep, it's not going away. Dude, you want to know what I hated about that movie? What's that? Um, is that spoiler there was warnings? This movie called Us. That came out. Mm-hmm. Jordan Peele yeah. directed it, yeah. mm-hmm. and it came out just like maybe a month before Endgame. And uh, when I finally was able to get a babysitter, um, I went to go wanted to go watch it. And Endgame had basically kicked all but like three <laughs> movies out of the theater. Like there yeah. was only like yeah. seriously, there was only like a choice of like four or five movies in the theater. Like we got a pretty big theater here too, a couple of them. And uh, Avengers was like in every single theater, so I couldn't go watch that movie. So. One of these days, I'll get around to watch it, but it was yeah. taking it over, dude. I know that's the, yeah. the thing is like it's take. It, I mean, it took over the box office. Like everyone and their dog went to this movie. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, is you wanted well, to only be comic book fans. No, I don't want to just be comic book comic book fans. But my biggest beef is is like, why are you crying in this movie? Okay, <laughs> because it's an emotional ride, roller coaster. I would say. Even. Is it? 
It's maybe an emotional tilt a whirl. Well, so I took I took my uh, my oldest and my youngest to go see it. My youngest cried when they chop off Thanos's head. Did you say what are you doing? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I looked at him like, what are you? Yeah, like what are you doing? Like it's the bad guy, and she's like, it's still sad. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Hmm. And then my oldest cried when Spider Man came back, and then uh, when Tony Stark met his end. And my uh, boys, my boys credit that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I understand because they're like kids, like young teen. But like, I mean, come on, soccer moms. Wh- why? Why are you crying at this? Because they've watched all of the other movies. Because they've grown up with these characters. No, but you know, what is it? Eleven years, twenty-two movies, I think, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, dude, they've and- watched all of those. They've put in their homework on the movies. They've grown attached to these characters. So then they cry. Dude, not even that, dude. Uh, and it's just well made. People cried at Old Yeller, and it was the yeah. first of its movies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, it, like you could make an emotional movie where some can make somebody cry without knowing true all of the backstory of the Marvel universe. Yeah, I I see what you're saying, but they still did because they've seen all the other movies too. Right, but the, the, everybody's I, seen all of them. Because they're popular. This is my People favorite. like them. This is my favorite. When Kelly loses grip of the rope that he's holding on to, and he's just like, there's nothing he can do now. I don't know what to say. I'm just, it's so, I, I don't know. Like, because I, and that's, that's the thing is like, it's not just comic book fans that are into this. It's like literally everyone. Everyone yeah, is into that's this. That's why they're successful. Because right. they're not, it's not a comic book. It's better than comic books. This is a comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would dare to say that Endgame um, does bring the feel of of what comic books are at the, at the heart, but I don't think that the necessarily the other Marvel movies are that way. Yeah, I can agree with that. No, this is the they've always tried to, and the thing is, is comic book movies in the '90s and '80s, other than Superman and Batman, sucked, right? Like mm-hmm. your Captain America and the Fantastic Four when they made in Punisher. And it's because they didn't have the budget. They couldn't hit what you were supposed to be able to hit with comic books. Right, right. And during the whole this whole last 11 years, Marvel has gotten closer and closer. And honestly, when I was watching this one during the big old battle, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, this did it. This, this made what yeah. a comic book, what makes comic books cool. Like they right. actually achieved it, dude, in my right. opinion, which exactly. is crazy. Yep. The other cool thing, um, well, I don't know why should I, why did I say other cool thing because I'm uh, I'm not upset. I'm just you're supposed indif- to be against it. I am. I'm yeah. against it. Yeah. <laughs> Screw this. Um, actually, uh, there's a couple people I've talked to that have actually got into reading comics because of this film. See, there you go. Mission accomplished, man. They're gonna be so disappointed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's, yeah. Like, like, dude, this is it. This is like just a doodle of, of <laughs> Thanos holding a glove, the sparkly glove. And so, like, actually going out and you know spending money on old issues. Um, I think it started with you know um, the whole inf- uh, Infinity War at the big. You know, started with Iron Man, and then no, Iron I'm Man not talking two, about the movies. Then... I'm talking, I'm talking the actual like Infinity Gauntlet series. Yeah, um, you know, and, and they like, I mean, because that's the thing is like you go to, you go online right now, and those books are so popular they're really hard yes. to get for a good price. I should sell mine. Right? <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anybody want to buy it? 
OG copies, they're in good condition. Yep. Give me, give me a grade. one or something like that. Uh, a plus. <laughs> okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> nice, <laughs> dude. Good, that's a good report card, man. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if it's bringing people to comics, that's fantastic. Right. All the more power to it. And to, to Spence's point, like, yeah, man, like that final battle, and there's a few moments here and there where, like, I definitely think that, well, I, I guess I'm just repeating what Spence said, but that's the closest I've ever seen to like seeing a comic book, like the epicness and the bigness of what can happen in comic books right. on screen. Right. You know, you yeah. know what I mean? That was just, it was so huge and so epic in every way. I just thought it was awesome. And yeah, there's there's a lot of little logic nitpicks and this and that. Sure. Like you, all the uh, women together at one time. Yeah. But there's even my <laughs> wife didn't like that. And she's <laughs> and she's a feminist, very much so. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I think it's about time that women have some representation uh, in comic book movies. Like, why is it always that they're never allowed to be badass, Kelly? I mean. <laughs> They are. <laughs> they are badass. We, yeah, we look at Wonder women. Woman, dude. And she doesn't need a group of women to... Okay, you don't need to yell about it. <laughs> she doesn't need a group of women to, to Callie, play football with the freaking Callie, gauntlet. Crying, Wonder dude. Woman could have got through that by herself. No, dude, not. I've been reading some old Wonder Woman uh-huh. lately. Uh, not super old, but uh, during the time where she didn't have her powers. Yeah, when Denny O'Neill made her like, like regular spy yeah. stuff. But yeah. but it was like, I'm reading like the transition issues where she still has her powers, but there's like two issues where she's, you know, getting ready to lose them. And uh, dude, all they do is like, it's all about Steve Trevor, dude. <laughs> He's supposed to be <laughs> the damsel really? in distress. But like, yeah, there's like this whole court scene where they're asking him like, has Wonder Woman ever saved you? And he's just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess a couple of times. And then Wonder Woman's like, no, Steve, you're the hero here. You're the oh real one. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. I was just like, holy cow. Well, hey. I think that's what, like, when Denny O'Neill was, was depowering her. I think that's what it was. Deflowering. Yeah, I Ooh, almost said that, hey, but I was like, yeah. <laughs> he wishes. Yeah, I do. Um, Denny O'Neill has a hearty for Wonder Woman. Everybody knows it. You know, he... um. He talked about how he thought depowering her was going to make her, um, like, be really widely accepted more than she was as a pow- as powered Wonder Woman, and um, I guess when he depowered her, like, he started getting hate mail and people like want like were like sending death threats and stuff because he depowered Wonder Woman. Yeah, um, dude, those are actually pretty good books because I think just for a writer's sake, because she's. You know, she's super powerful and stuff, and you don't have the crutch of having a damsel in distress. I mean, you can only rely on her saving Steve Trevor too long because he is still supposed to be this macho guy, right? So right. Um, from a writer's standpoint, I can totally see why you do that because you want to give yourself like more of a challenge. It, I mean, less of a challenge to write because it, it opens up so many more stories and basically makes her, yeah, just have to rely on her brain instead of her right lasso. Didn't she become like a fashion designer or something? Uh, she may have. Powers? I haven't. I haven't hit those issues oh, yet. Okay. But yeah, she may have. But uh, she did. This is like later in the 2000s. She ended up getting a job for like Taco Bell or something like that. <laughs> what? But, yeah, there's this like cover of her like with her whole gear on, dude, holding really? like this like value meal, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you gotta find that issue. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So she would like that was her job, dude. She had a job working at Taco Bell. 
That's awesome. So, yeah, dude, to say uh, the least, they've had some issues writing some Wonder Woman, I guess. Yeah. I think um, there's a couple of good uh, versions of her, like the new, uh, I want to say the new 52 version. Dude, you're all about the new 52. No, not, Get no, out I'm of not. here. All it you do is talk about the new her, 52. Her Wonder, the Wonder Woman stuff is good. And you said the Shazam stuff is good. When I say Shazam is good, uh, on maybe I did one of our last. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but dude, it's Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is great, and I think and I what, okay, he was. Gr- I'm sorry, was great. Yeah, he wrote good Green Lantern story, and I don't. And just a society, just a society is fantastic. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure. Wow. Well, we all know Ryan loves Mr. Terrific. <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with Mr. Terrific? Yeah, I think he's terrible. Oh, really? (laughs) Terrific. So the theme of today's show is Swamp Thing versus the men. Or. Or. It's raining men. Yes. That's a good. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It is raining men. Speaking of raining men, Ryan, um... I have a fond memory of that song. Is that it involves right? you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hmm. Please, uh, please elaborate. It was in uh, All Night Cafe in the middle of the night in Boise, Idaho. Oh, sure. Okay. I do remember this song. Yeah. So uh, we went up to go see um, a concert, and it was a singer named Andrew W.K., I almost said Andrew C.K. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, he got in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, then we, we found this like weird uh, cafe. It was like a cafe, right? Like a diner thing. Yeah, it was kind of like a local owned Denny's kind of a yeah kind of a thing. But they had karaoke. And it was open in the middle of the night. Like yeah. it was like an all night thing, right? We were there at like 2 a.m. I want to say or 1.30 yeah. or something. And we went there with Andrew W.K. because we knew a guy who knew Andrew W.K. or was friendly with him. Right. Right. And uh, he went and did, uh, yeah, we did karaoke and It's Raining Man. Uh, uh, for me, I remember that so well because I'd actually never heard that song prior to that. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was wow. the first time I'd ever seen it. And just seeing Andrew W.K. who does this like <laughs> like party metal music singing uh-huh. that song was the funniest thing ever, dude. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I fr- I remember, I can't remember what song I sang, but he told me I had a very nice vibrato. Oh, <laughs> did he? Yeah. He, dude, he was tr- he was flirting with you. Oh, he was such a sweetheart. I would have done it for sure. Um, if he would have flirted a little bit harder, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. still might be time, Andrew, that's, if you're listening. <laughs> you know that one night that you felt like he, he, there was the one that got away? Well, he's still here. I'm ready. I'm willing. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun night. Me and him talked about death metal drummers for yeah, dude, hours it was a fun night for ryan the rest of us were just like sitting there while like ryan was talking death metal <laughs> to him the entire time and we we're just like hanging out <laughs> kelly awesome. do you know who andrew wk is no he had this song called uh party till he puke yeah, well i don't know if that was the popular one it let's get the party started oh no, yeah. wait that was puke. yeah <laughs> uh here's something like party started yeah uh, Party, party, party hard. All of his songs yeah. had the word party in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like awesome. happy, fun, like, but like to like a kind of like a more of a hard metal-ish. Not, it wasn't like straight up metal, but it was like 
I don't know. What would you classify party, as? Party metal is a good description. Yeah. I think. But he would be the only one in it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much just him. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's kind of like, think um, Insane Clown Posse, um, but for metal. And better. <laughs> no. I hope he's better than them. I mean, no, the Insane Clown Posse is really good at what they do. They they do the best they are the best they are at what they do. Yeah, I think they're the only <laughs> thing that they like they do. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we're reviewing Swamp Thing today. <laughs> that's right. Right? <laughs> yep. So uh just so um our reader <laughs> our listeners know what we're reading. Uh <laughs> Issue three. Don't sell yourself short. In the future, mm-hmm. they're going to transcribe this podcast and put it in the library <laughs> I hope of you're reading, Yes, I hope, I hope you're reading this right now as I'm speaking. Um, so this is the Len Wein, Bernie Wrightson, Swamp Thing, the first series. I believe it's Lean Wine. <laughs> Lean Wine. Okay, so it's Lean Wines. Uh, uh, you Swamp f- Thing, number you- three, number four, and number seven. Right. Did you feel the burn? I felt the burn. Yeah. Just now, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have a quick story about Bernie Wrightson. I had a I almost had a brush in with him. Oh. Hopefully it was as awesome as your Neil Gaiman brush in. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neil Gaiman I actually offended. Whereas um I I'm really disappointed actually cuz uh so Bernie Wrightson came to the Salt Lake Comic Con one of the years and I really wanted to go because because to, just to meet him. Um, but I also had a concert that night to go to. One of the biggest, honestly, this, I guess speaks to maybe my, my life, but that's one of the biggest regrets of my life is not going, not going that year. Yeah, it was. So, um, I had a buddy of mine get me a print of Batman fighting Swamp Thing and Bernie Wrightson signed it and my buddy met him and talked to him for a minute. Uh, but it was sad to hear that. He was at a table there, and no one was going up. Like you could walk right up to him and talk to him, and no one, no one was conversing with this guy. Dude, honestly, if I was Bernie Wrightson, I think I'd be happy about that. Like, dude, you've been, like you're an old comic book artist. You don't want to be bothered by sweaty nerds all the time. It's true, but like, <laughs> like I'm to a nobody a legend like that. I'm a nobody, and I've had tables at comic cons, and I love it when like nobody comes <laughs> up, dude. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, people are into what they're into. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's I like get it. If there was somebody that worked on, that was like a key grip on Doctor Who, I'm sure mm-hmm. they had a huge line. He was sure. he was there, yeah. <laughs> and the line was gigantic. So, I don't know, like, I'm like one step from Bernie Wrightson, and I just wish I would have met yeah. him in person. Yeah, but you should have gone, dude. Yep, should have. But <sighs> Bernie. Yep. So, um, Ryan, why are these the man issues? Well, um, you're the one that actually came up with it. Why, yeah. why don't you yeah, tell Yeah, why me? are you putting this on? Okay, dude, this was okay. Callie's idea. All right, all right. So, to make this thing. So let's Here talk it about is. Patch Workman. See, Patch Workman. So, pa- <laughs> yep. Patrick Man. Then, this, then issue four is the... Marv Wolfman. The creature from the moor. <laughs> Marv Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, okay. Callie, you're trying to right now explain... Why you choose you chose man as being the theme? So you're like, okay, it starts with Patchworkman, and then it goes to the creature from the moor, which is the Wolfman. Oh, okay, uh, right? All right, okay. Gotcha, really. It's okay. Um, and then the seventh issue is Swamp Thing goes to Gotham City right. and meets Batman. So it, we're going to be talking about each one of those today. Um, Patchworkman, 
Mm-hmm. Marv Wolfman. <laughs> and uh, Batman. Batman. Bruce yeah. Batman. <laughs> or Man Bats. So, um, yes. I'd, li- I'd like to think that um, when, you know how Bruce Wayne, he is um, Batman. Mm-hmm. And he's also matches Malone. Uh-huh. What if he was Bruce Batman instead? <laughs> like Bruce Batman. He was trying to come up with a, like another <laughs> his, one that he can infiltrate uh, the mob with. Awesome. It's like, what's your name? Uh, Bruce Batman. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So he has to carry around a baseball bat all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it could be Bruce Bats Wayne. Right? No. Okay. Whatever. I mean, it's fine what you said. It's just a little, like, old. I just wish that like... this was a video podcast sometimes so they could have seen seen your face. It was awesome. <laughs> he still feels like he, nobody likes him. Everybody. Send your emails to Kelly at uh, thecoldstoragepodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and tell him that you like him because right now he needs it. I do. I need the love. So the Swamp Thing, this is number three, okay? Number three, um, correct. So number numbers one and two, we just straight up skipped over. So if you guys need to know that, the backstory, we ain't going to tell you about it. You can it. just read on your own because <laughs> there was no something man That's... in the title. So we uh, actually, there is. Um, there's men, but they're called the, the unmen. Unmen. Yeah. Why did you drop the ball so hard, Callie? Because I wanted to talk about a man. specific. <laughs> Not like a group of men of men that are like a head with a hand for a neck and walks around. Like it's some weird stuff, dude. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't want to talk about them. Okay, so we're not gonna get into the, the beginning. And in fact, Swamp Thing number one isn't even the beginning of Swamp Thing, right? So like right. he was House of Mystery or House, House of, of Secrets? House of Mystery. Yeah. So anyway. Which is the greatest one of the greatest horror stories I've House ever of Secrets. Read. It is House of Secrets. House of Secrets? Yeah, House of Secrets. Thank you, Callie. Yep. Good thing we got you, dude. I know. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Who came first? Swamp Thing or Man Thing? Swamp Thing. It's actually Man Thing, technically. What? By like two months or something? Yep. Yeah, they're really close But the weird thing is is that, because I think it was Jerry Conway... Yeah, I think thing. so. And yeah, him and Len, Len Wein were roommates, roommates. Yeah. yeah, at the same time. And like they're so it's like this really weird because like their origins are pretty much exactly the same, right? So the man thing was like working on the kind of a super soldier right. serum, and I mean it's like it's the weird. It's, it's so, so it, weird. It's not actually the first swamp creature to oh, ever no. come in comics, not by far. But uh, there was like this really furry one that came before all these guys uh, the back heap? in the. The yeah, heap maybe. is one, yeah, uh huh, yeah. But Good anyway, call. yeah. But is they totally, totally like came up with this shit together? Like it's yeah, way it's too nuts. much of a coincidence. It's a weird story. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and it, the fact that they lived together, they obviously knew what each other was working on. Comics yeah. come out months after, you know, like people start working on it. So, and they lived together during the time that they would have both been working. So yeah, there's no way that like. Well, I mean, you're good. shooting ideas off your friend. You know, like, oh, I'm gonna put that in mine, and and then you know, I'm sure they were cool with it. You know, just sharing ideas about their their. Characters. I'm gonna say that Swamp Thing was created first because the name Man Thing itself just doesn't make as much sense as Swamp Thing, right? Like, I have a Man Thing. I will show you guys, but like, cause like he's like, oh shit, Len already took Swamp Thing. What could I call him? Uh. 
Louisiana thing. Uh, so according to Wikipedia, Bayou which thing. is which is always Bayou man, always yeah, Bayou thing. True. Um, Roy Thomas and Stan Lee were shooting the shit. This is what Roy says, and Roy, you know, I'm I kind of tend to believe Roy, but anyway, he said that Stan came up with the name Man Thing, even though there was a, another character like back in the day called Man Thing hmm. already, like back in the fifties or something. Like just one of their monsters, you know. But um, anyway, anyway, so I guess that Stan apparently like recycled that name with Roy when they were trying to come up with something else. But then they handed over to Jerry Conway, and mm. and anyway, it's just that weird makes sense and, to it's me. Weird and convoluted. That does sound like it could be a Stanley thing. I I believe that actually. Like, the man thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, dude. Like, that was pretty good, Kelly. Say I felt his spirit just like come into me. <laughs> Like Stan Lee oh, just like man. reached in and like gave me a reach around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you oh, the old would, I would love that around. so much. He would be so pissed if Stan Lee took over dude, you. There's I would a comic book Stan right Jack there, Kirby. dude. I will draw that comic, <laughs> dude. If you write it, right? Where Jack Kirby, or where Stanley goes into the body of somebody who hates Stanley yeah. so bad. Jack Kirby devotee. <laughs> Oh, that would, that would be so, be so awesome. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh, yeah, no, but um, Stan Lee recycled the name Hulk, too, from... Um, Hulk? No, from Hulk. There was a... Back in Strange Tales, whatever, there was a Kirby monster named Hulk. Uh, oh, and okay. so when the Incredible Hulk came around, yeah, that was like a Stan Lee recycled job, dude. Okay. So, huh. uh, yeah, so that totally makes sense. That's a Stan Lee joint. Um... Let's start reviewing. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a long show. Patchwork, man. <laughs> so um, I I really like this issue. And, and the reason why, um, have you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen uh, Bernie Wrightson's uh, Frankenstein. Oh, yes. There's a, there feels like a lot of, I mean, Patrick Amin basically is... <laughs> Frankenstein's monster. Okay, first of all, let's just say real quick, we got to tell the listener, the reader. Okay, because he was Patchwork Man. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Patchwork Man. Patchwork Man. Yeah. But from here on out, we'll refer to him as Patchwork Man. <laughs> so anyway. Um, That's only going to be funny to us. Um, so yeah, Patchwork Man. And what you were saying is he's Frankenstein, right? Yeah. Essentially, he is Frankenstein's yeah. monster, yes. Um, so I, um, but if you look at the lab and stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not quite as impressive as the Frankenstein book, but it is a cheaper version. And I, oh, yeah. the detail I mean, with, of with, the, of no, the without a, backgrounds and stuff. Dude, that, that Frankenstein book, which I've owned since the late eighties, thank you very OG. much. The yeah. original copy, mm-hmm. um, uh, is the most astounding art I've ever seen in my life. It will. It is stunning, and so yeah, this is awesome. But it it's not. So shit it was. It was done after the. Or oh yes. Frankenstein was way after this. Yes. So this Bernie is in his like he's still growing as an artist. In fact, yeah. I actually saw improvement from issue three to issue seven, which is what we read. Uh, like issue seven to me is drawn so much. I actually, there's so many things in this that were just so wonky to me that I didn't like in issue number three. Uh Like some faces, especially Abby Arcane's faces all the time were just like 
not good, not drawn well to me. Um, but yeah, by the time seven hit, I could see improvement and, and yeah, and uh, and also this is something that he had to meet a deadline with, right? Right, exactly. He didn't. That took he, him years and yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And to me, Bernie's in his um, in his wheelhouse. Like, well, it may not be his wheelhouse. I'm not going to say where his wheelhouse is located <laughs> and if he's in there. But my favorite Bernie is when it's super detailed, like when it's just like hatching all over the place right, and, yeah. and it's so detailed. But but with this, when you're doing a monthly comic, you just there's it's impossible to do what he did. Yeah. Like nobody could do that. There's so many lines. There's on Frankenstein. There's probably you know seven billion lines per page. Oh yeah, Prob- it's probably ridiculous. I mean, all yeah. the vials and yeah. glass balls and like everything just. <laughs> so yeah so anyway this is bernie um you know he's it's definitely it's still you, it's still so good I, I didn't mean to like say that it's not good it just can't be the same thing it's like yeah just comparatively to the frankenstein right. thing yeah it's right it's, but what, what i was getting at in here as far as like compared to the frankenstein is that there's a couple images of a couple different labs and the imagery um, meth labs, yes, the meth labs. Okay, that's methed up, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I'm sorry, but Abby Arcane is she's so hot. I've always thought she was so hot. <laughs> See her eyes in this panel, it's a little wonky. Yeah. No, they're different the colors. Was, she has different up. color eyes, dude. It's all this that panel. meth, dude. No, I actually, dude, everybody who's drawn Abby Arcane when I've seen it. I've I, I feel like she, she has the ability to be super hot, but none of the artists that, that I've seen. I yeah, these these three panels at the man. top, you can tell, are not like yeah. she is not beautiful. Well, she is, but it's, it's like the through a weird like. lens. <laughs> yeah, no, I think she definitely is like somebody who could be beautiful, but uh, I don't have a lot of experience with Sandman. I've read uh, like the first two Alan Moore trades and Swamp uh, Thing. You said Sandman. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah you said Sandman. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you, it was Swamp Thing. I've yeah. read the first couple of Alan Moore trades, and even that, they don't draw... I forgot who the artist is. Is it Rick Feach or... Uh, yeah, uh, somebody. Um, Stephen Bissett? Yeah, I think it might be Bissett. It uh, is Bissett. I know he, yeah. he actually works with, with Rick Feach as well, but I can't remember yeah. which one does the first. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, even them, when they draw Abby, it's just like a little bit weird to me. But I like that... Uh, you're still attracted to it. Oh, always. Yeah. Always have been. <laughs> Ever since I saw some Swamp Thing comics in 7-Eleven, I, I always thought she was so hot, dude. Oh, did you saw Swamp Thing in 7-Eleven? Yeah, man. Dude, I Back bought... Back when they had comics. I, no, I remember that. I bought uh, Venom number one there. And do you remember Secret Defenders? It was like yeah. Doctor Strange and Dark Hawk and... Dark cock and uh, some other ones. Um, Dark cock. Dark cock. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was the worst. It's the stupidest book. But oh, Ren and Stimpy, number one, I got there, which ended oh, up wow. skyrocketing. Is like in price, and it was written by Dan Slott of all people. For real, interesting. Huh. Yeah. Huh. interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I miss going to Seven Eleven getting comics, dude. Those were the days. Yep. I never bought them at Seven Eleven. I always got them at the shop. You don't remember the night. You're you're a little younger than us, dude. So you don't remember the newsstand stuff. Nope. I used to yeah. get my comics at Harmon's grocery store yeah. and Seven Eleven. Those oh, are the yeah. only two places around. Harmon's. You'd only know if you're from Utah. Yeah. Specifically just, northern. Just well, no, a local grocery chain. Um, yeah, dude. Oh man. That's where I got my Batman Year One. 
Secret oh, really? Wars, all my Conan. That's crazy that they had like yeah, that they had Savage Sword of Conan, issues like that. all that stuff, man. They had all the big Marvel magazines and stuff. Huh. It's awesome. Stupid direct market. Those were the days. ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay, let's uh, we've gone oh, way yeah. too long on Patchworkman. Let's <clears throat> let's breeze past Patchworkman. So you see him at the very beginning uh, because Swamp Thing uh, he gets he saves Swamp Thing right. Like mm-hmm. Swamp Thing is looking for what? He just killed uh, Arcane in issue number two, and he's still in Arcane's castle, and he's trying to um, use the laboratory to reverse the swamp effect. Correct. Wait, so I, okay, like I said, I haven't read these first two issues. So, so Arcane. So Swamp Thing kills Abby's, what, dad? Uh, uncle. Uncle? Yeah, uncle. her dad yeah. is Patchworkman. He straight up kills him. Uh, in a way, yes. Dude, that's not a hero. I'm not gonna read this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's crazy, dude. Like it had to have been an accident somehow. He had uh, to have no, been like not really. going for him, and then an accident happened, and it killed him. Like he was because even in here he won't kill people, dude. Because like the wishes we uh, Arcane reversed using his magic stuff took the swamp thing because his body was dying. So like he essentially gave. Uh, Alec Holland back his normal human body took the Swamp Thing body for himself but then he was going to use it for for evil and nefarious purposes and so Swamp Thing realized that I'm sorry Alec Holland realized that and then like um, undid the 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 switch and which then it turned him into a decrepit old man and he he pretty much died. died yeah Okay, so he didn't like murder, but he, knew, but he, knew but what he died he was of doing. natural causes, basically. But be- Swamp Thing knew he would die. Okay, all right. So it's a little ambiguous, but it's not like bit. he like held his hands around his throat. It's not the same thing. He should have though. <laughs> yeah, he should have. Um. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> he's in the castle at the beginning of this, right? And yep. Then- and then the the patchwork man is actually Abby's father. Um, as we find out later in the issue, um, or at least he, the brain is cor- correct. Yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. he's Frankenstein, and yep. you can see, like the first thing you see of him is like the grossest looking scene, dude. Where yeah. like, where Swamp Thing's falling through, he'll be fine. He would be yeah. <laughs> because like later he is in the bottom of a plane crash. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, so he would have been fine, but he got saved. Well, they, somebody tried to save him. He does end up falling, right? Yeah. Yeah, he tries to save him. He falls. But you can see, I love this middle panel on page. I don't know what page it is because it's 68 <laughs> in my trade. Right. But basically, he's digging his fingers into the flesh of Swamp Thing. and uh, Right, and it's just pulling up just, slime and yeah, goop. Yeah, yep. And then he slips and falls. I got a question about uh-huh. that. Is okay. he always moist or does he dry out? Ooh. I'm sure that he's got to have dried out at least a few times. So this is Story skipping ahead wise. a little bit, but in issue seven, he meets Bruce Batman, right? Right. <laughs> and while he's in Gotham City, he goes in and he buys a trench coat, right? And yeah. As I was reading that, I was like, is the trench coat just going to get wet? Gross. Yeah, yeah, probably. Or is it dry because he's far enough away from water where he's dried out by that point? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I know one time Constantine tried to like smoke... Swamp Thing, 
And I don't know if um, did he really? Yeah, and I and I don't know if he was That's wet awesome. or dry at the time. Hmm. Oh no, you'd I have to assume dry. dry. Yeah, yeah. That, like did he? I'll, but did I'll he dry it out? Pound. Like did he just grab a chunk of him and let it dry out? Though, from what I remember, he like grabbed his hand and was gonna like try and like smoke like part of his hand. Seriously? I'll, I'll see if I can find the pan. I'll see Dude, if I can find it. That alone. I've never had a desire to read Constantine, but that alone <laughs> makes me wonder. I'll see if I can. I think it was for, they were at a bar for Constantine's birthday, and Constantine gets drunk and tries to smoke Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll see if That's I can like find Keith it. Keith Richards kind of shit. <laughs> oh, dude. He would totally smoke Swamp Thing. Hell, he'd smoke Alec Holland. He sure. smoked his dad's ashes, isn't, isn't that right? Uh, he smoked his dad's ass? Yeah. Ashes. <laughs> oh, ashes. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, well, dude. Mick probably smoked his. Anyway. Dude, yeah, anyway, I was going to go into Keith Richards' rant, but we should keep it to okay. something. Um, anyway, so he falls down, right? And he's right. like covered under all this rubble and stuff. And dude, these three panels that are like, uh, pretty cool. Remind me, especially that third one where Swamp Thing's covered in stuff and there's beams and rocks over him. Remind me so much of this like Spider Man uh, cover by Steve Ditko. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Spider Man 33. Yep. Um, very iconic yeah. cover. Dude, it's and, an iconic story. Dude. And Ramita did his own iconic version of that cover as well. Yeah, I think that cover's been covered. <laughs> I think that cover's been covered a few times. Um, but that that issue is actually, that one's like one of my holy grails to get to. Because it's mm-hmm. like, it's actually, I, I've read like a digital version of that. and it's I don't like, think I've read that one actually. Dude, it's like, it, the, the cover's amazing, but the story is actually like, Damn. amazing because right. almost the entire comic he's just trying to get out from under this thing and it's like jeez they did an homage to it in uh, uh one of the avengers movies i think it might have been the re- most recent one where spider-man oh yeah isn't spider-man caught underneath all of the rubble when the in homecoming he is he's, he's pinned under a whole bunch of stuff yeah that's what yeah. it is yeah and then i think during that iron man is like he says come on spider-man or something like that when he's like trying to like pull himself up and in this like that's what the whole thing is is him trying to psych himself up and he's like come on yeah he's yeah. in homecoming he's just psyching himself oh up. is that yeah. what it is uh-huh. it's him. Yep. yeah mm-hmm. so that was basically from, from nice. what this is but yeah that's what this uh scene of um swamp thing underneath all this debris reminds me of definitely uh so, um, now we cut to basically an airplane, and it's uh, Matt Cable, Matt I think Cable. is his name. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Cable. Cable. Yeah. Who does he become? He becomes. He just stays a Matt. villain. Oh yeah, yeah. When uh, Alan Alan Morse, yeah, yeah. He he becomes filled with like bugs or is he something. Floronic man. No, Floronic oh. man is a different guy. Um, no, remember um, Arcane enters his body um, at, through like insects and stuff. And he become arcane or uh, arcane becomes part of Matt Cable. Dude, I mm. just goob- googled. I almost said googled. I all, I just uh, googled Matt Cable, and all that comes up is this dude from CrossFit, dude. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I don't know Ooh, if he has like I a. Want to see. Uh, yeah, no. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I was, I already changed it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, he becomes something. Um, but apparently, he's also in Sandman. So he pulls a piece of Swamp Thing off. And then right here, he rolls it up. Oh, right in front of him, huh? Yeah, and then he goes to smoke it. So, dude, he is dry sometimes. Yeah, he's completely dry. I think it makes sense. Actually, I bet you whenever Abby's around, 
he gets he's wet. wet. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so he says, "No, just hold on Me a minute." Too. Oh, this is not in the book that we're reviewing, by the way. But he's like, he rips a piece of Swamp Thing off, rolls it up in a zigzag, and then lights it up like you used to do, Kelly. Back, <laughs> back when you were fun. What? <laughs> he's just joking. <laughs> Kelly's kids. He's just joking. I promise. They don't listen to this, do they? I don't know. Jeez. Oh, no, they don't, dude. They barely Jeez, listen to Kelly. Not. They're yeah, not going to listen to Kelly. Really, yeah. <laughs> so hmm, I would like to hear my father talk about comics more. I guess I'll download his, <laughs> yeah, his podcast because I, I don't get enough of that at home. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go through this. So you see him at the beginning, uh, Patch Workman, and then he uh, then it goes back on basically how he was created. He's having a flashback. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And this, uh, who's the guy that brings him back? Arcane. Okay. No, he is Arcane, isn't he? But they're they're brothers. Uh, so Arcane's oh, okay. the main villain, okay. and then uh, her Abby Arcane, her dad is the Patchworkman. Okay, yes. all right. And so, uh, what makes the castle explode? Uh, the uh, the chemicals right. that that uh, Swamp Thing was messing with. Okay, in the uh, lab. But Patchworkman makes it out just fine, basically unscathed, right. even though it shows him walking through fire. But if you're if you're a dead man yeah, anyway, right. yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Correct. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, yeah, then then he sees Cable with his daughter, and he's like, hey, I'm going to grab my daughter. But he can't communicate. Neither can Swamp Thing. So mm-hmm. there's this big, like, ordeal on this bridge fighting over Abby because of the fact that neither of them can talk to each other. Right. Which means... Now, you need Swamp, to- Swamp Thing later on learns how to talk, right? I mean, he says a few words here and there. Yeah, he does. But he, later he, on in the Alan Moore... Oh, he all the time in right. Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's yeah. what I thought. Uh, but here he can't. And I, I actually right. like the idea I, of him I not being able to talk. Yeah. Yeah. I much prefer it. Yeah. I much prefer that he it's, can't talk. It's hard. It would be hard to write that because he yeah. literally can't communicate anything... But he communicates it to the reader, which is really cool. Through right. thought bubbles, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really like that a um, lot, actually. But it's really cool that, like, this arcane... I, now, I don't have any backstory, but um, when he becomes Patch Workman, all he really wants to do is get back to visit his daughter, <laughs> right? makes me laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping that it makes the listener laugh. I hope so. <laughs> um, and he just wants to get back to his daughter, and, but Swamp Thing is like a... At this point, he's just like a like a guard dog. He's like so protective of Abby that like when he sees anything coming up against her, he's gonna fight it. Basically, he's gonna bite it like a guard dog would do, right? So right. he's just uh, and and he basically is a dog because he can't communicate at all, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So like uh, so he's just coming, and then this guy can't communicate either, and he thinks that he's gonna hurt Abby. He doesn't realize that it's Abby's dad. Right, and then they battle. And uh, the villagers the come media, and try to get him. Mob is coming, and Patch Workman's like actually super strong. He like lifts up the bridge so people can't cross it. Yeah, um, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. And it's then, an awesome panel. and then Abby bashes her own dad in the back. But she doesn't know that. It's right, her dad. she doesn't know it's him. I I know, but I want it to sound like she's being mean. Why do you hate women so much? Kevin? I don't. Casting. <laughs> Do you anyway. do you have a do you want to talk really quick? Yeah. Do your, do your daughters not respect you? No one respects me. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Dude, whatever. You're Mr. Manager. People have to respect you. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, but so what's interesting about this is Abby. She right now she's just a prop, right? She's just like 
there for these two monsters to fight over. Right. You know, yeah. we don't we don't want to give her any power. She's just a damsel <laughs> in distress, and she's about to fall. And everybody's like, uh, the two monsters are like, oh, dude, they work together. Yeah. Do they look at each other right here and like, just like the look that they give each other? It's yep. just like, let's do this. Let's right. do right. this. Absolutely. So what happened right before this is like Swamp Thing was like. Martha, <laughs> and the patch workman says the same thing. Martha, <laughs> and so right that now they're gonna work with each other, and and meanwhile Abby's down there hanging, uh, and then stupid patch workman is like, "Okay, I'll go down and I'll get her feet." Like right. she's like, hanging from like a beam. Lift her up, right? <laughs> and patch workman thinks it's gonna be a good idea to just like, "Oh, I'll just grab her feet," when he's gonna really just. Basically, put on weight or put weight on her, and then he realizes, or she realizes that it's her dad, and then he falls at his death. Yep. So, uh, so actually, this was my favorite part of the entire issue. Actually, I thought this was like so heartbreaking to me, dude. It's just that she looks into his eyes as he's about to fall, uh, and then, uh, and there's she. It says that there's a glimmer of recognition. And then she just realizes that point. She's like, Daddy, and the Swamp Thing is saving her as he, like, falls to his death. And so, like, she was, you know, scared because it was this monster grabbing her the whole time. And then right when she realized it was her dad, like, she sees him die, even though he's already dead. But she sees him die before her eyes right when she realizes that it was him. Uh, Which, I mean, makes sense story-wise because how do you go on carrying on a story when your dad is Frankenstein, you know, it's just like, right. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, the monsters did it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But he could talk. I think that's a, yeah, that's true. My yeah. dad never talked to me. Um, do you need to talk about that? Spence? Yeah, we'll do it on another episode. Okay. Fantastic. So, uh, so she finds Matt Cable. Uh, Matt Cable's like, oh yeah. Well, something brings her to Matt Cable and he's like, Matt she, Cable is an asshole. If he's like, you want her here, take her. And he yeah, he's he an asshole. Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, he always he wants to, but well, he's an asshole because he thinks that Swamp Thing killed Alec Holland. Right. He's friends with Alec Holland, uh, but he was somewhat responsible for Alec Holland becoming the Swamp Thing. And right? Swamp Thing in, in the eight issues that I read, Swamp Thing saved his life eight times. <laughs> because I read three issues just these three that we're reviewing and I was like dude he saved him every time Yeah, but one thing is they do actually address that in the book which I thought was good because they do say like or no it's Abby Abby calls him out on it yeah exactly but I was like dude Lynn has the biggest crutch in the world because all that happens is Matt and Abby get in trouble Swamp Thing goes to save him, mm-hmm. and Matt Cable still wants to kill yep. Swamp Thing, and like that's what. Out of the three issues we read, that happens in every single one. <laughs> yeah, it happens uh, in every issue. Yeah, yeah. every single issue. <laughs> oh, dude, I don't know if I could read this. It's every, every so issue good though. Like I do like it, but if it was every issue, just like them getting in trouble, like getting hooked up to electric chairs, getting like trapped yep. in dungeons, mm-hmm. and and then Swamp Thing comes, and then Matt Cable still wants to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want to say that if like somebody came and killed you, Ryan, I would be pissed at him. But if I got saved by that person even one right. time, I'd be like cool with it. I'd exactly. Like, you killed Ryan, but dude, you saved my life. So yeah. I mean, it's even. I'd be cool with that. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but no, dude, he's not. Matt Cable is not cool with it. No, so he's not. Um, and then the next issue, uh, Wolfman comes. 
Monster on the Moor. Um, this cover is so incredible with... Yes. Well, the, the, the I'm sorry. opening page. The yeah. opening page. Not cover's not, great not, too. I cover's like good. the cover. I like the like leaves on top of yeah. Them and stuff. Yeah. But the but the opening page is just. Oh man, it's yeah, it's gorgeous. Because there's like so, a tree behind him, but it looks like it's coming out of his back. Right, and the leaves it's are on him, and he's reaching incredible. out, and it's like a lot of it's just like black, just covering his face. Now, um, basically, this this story puts us into. It feels like an like an old gothic town or like like uh, absolutely um like just tons of people listening to Marilyn Manson and like uh, <laughs> yeah exactly okay. yeah in long black trench coats Cra- and sh- cradle of filth yep I have to get to the underground I don't know what cradle of filth is yeah. I don't care to <laughs> don't, know either don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh so basically there's a plane wreck because the last issue, uh, they flew away in their biplane, and it crash lands in the woods. So this one, oh, real quick, this is about the Wolfman. Yes. Did you guys notice that the Wolfman on the cover looks nothing like the Wolfman? Yeah, the yeah, inside? it's, it's, it's a yeah. pink head and an Amish beard. <laughs> you could tell that these were drawn far apart yeah. from each other. It looks like Mr. Tumnus or something. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> he does on the cover. Swamp Thing enters. Like he doesn't actually look that scary. Like I would. I would at least hear what he had to say. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. 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 But yeah, not... He looks not... kind of like a bearded pig man. Yeah. <laughs> not how he actually turns in the book. Right. Then I'd be more scared, just like Abby is. Um, and we come to find out that there's a family living in this house. Um, and something inhuman mm. lives there. Mm. Uh, there's this, pe- this splash page. So I actually didn't like really any of the art in that number three like really? i i didn't hate it but like it wasn't the bernie that i was expecting you okay. know i was expecting bernie sanders and i didn't get it so uh but anyway this one i definitely got some bernie sanders oh, man, this is so um good. it was yeah just page four is just him like looking like behind a rock and there's Full a moon page. in the background yeah i like it because it's a story about a wolf right and you got the the a werewolf and you see the moon full moon out there uh, alluding to that also Actually, this alludes more that it's a werewolf story than the cover did. The cover, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what yeah, I was going to expect. Uh, but yeah, it's just drawn like, yeah, so it's really good. good. Yep. Sorry, Callie. Keep no, it, no, it's great, man. It's uh, so there's a there's a family of people. It's a a man, a wife, and a son. They live in this home. They don't know there's a son quite yet. They don't at this point. He's the evil that's lurking in the dark, right? Spoiler. Yep. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then we, I don't know if you mentioned, but it's uh, its Abby and it's Matt Cable and also their pilot, right? Like, Correct. Yes. Because uh, he flew him out there. They crashed. Swamp Thing saved him, but they don't know that. And uh, so it's the three of them. The pilot recovers, or, um, but he, he goes out to check on the plane, but he does not make it back because something on the moors got to uh, open up to his throat dude mm-hmm. yeah they find him eventually and he's just his throat is torn up and they think that it was like they say it was a dog originally or they thought it was a dog uh, oh yeah or, well there's a dog scratching at the door well yeah no they uh when they first find him they say like it was torn out by some wild dog yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. it was it's wild all right but tis not a dog <laughs> And uh, then it's a good Spanish accent. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and then Swamp Thing's like, "Oh, dude, there's another monster around here. Sweet." He's she, like, "He's, like, he's kind of stoked." 
<laughs> well, <laughs> and as Abby and Matt try to leave, they're confronted by the Wolfman. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're running. <laughs> and even uh, Matt Cable shoots the Wolfman. But then Swamp Thing comes in out from out of nowhere and just ambushes this Wolfman. To save Matt's life yet again. Yep. And uh, there's this battle that ensues between them. Um, Swamp Thing gets kicked into some quicksand. Yeah. Dude, yep. that exactly. reminds me of, uh, you ever heard the John Mulaney joke where he's like, when I was growing up, I thought the quicksand would be a way bigger yeah, deal dude. than it really is. Absolutely. And dude, like, yeah, and back in the day when you were growing up, you saw quicksand all the time, dude. Everybody was falling into quicksand. Mm-hmm. Never once it's have very true. I ever seen quicksand. It's very true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the 80s trope, man. Except for this was 70s, 70s trope. Dude, well, actually, Lynn Wien created the. Oh, he created quicksand. Yeah, quicksand. Yeah, that's awesome. So they go back and uh, they're trying to do a blood transfusion. All of a sudden, you see the son wake up. He's the werewolf, and then this page that of the is wolf the is the yes page. It's an awesome reveal Holy of the crap. wolf. So so he gets turned into the wolf because what they're trying to do is they're going to take all of the wolf wolfman's blood, put it into Matt Cable. And take Matt Cable's blood and put it in the Wolfman. Right. But what I thought was cool is like the Wolfman was just like he was the one that stopped it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because he was just like he's like nobody deserves this horrible curse and yeah. Because like but the the this is I think one of the coolest comic issues ever. The the plot of how they have repeatedly made airplanes crash, I think, is super stupid. <laughs> but besides that, just like the atmosphere in this issue is just so right up my alley. It is incredible. And werewolves are my favorite monsters ever. And Bernie, who has a long history of drawing werewolves, Psycho the Werewolves with Stephen King and Silver Bullet and all that stuff. And your team, um, your team Edward, then? Uh, that's Jacob. What does that mean? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. What that oh, is. you guys are Jacob about. is the werewolf. Dude. Oh, I don't Come know. On. Jeez. I don't know. Taylor Lautner for life. Oh, okay. But That's what it... <laughs> how he draws this werewolf, his hind legs, I love so much. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're like, you know, canine. kind of right, canine. Yeah. And um, just the fact that he's that he's um, that his fur is white is also very unusual as yeah, well. Yeah, that's cool. Because um, that's that's pretty unusual. There's a few cool movies, like Curse of the Werewolf from 63, I think. The Hammer movie has a, kind of a, a white-haired werewolf, but it's very rare. You don't see that. It's the great white wolf, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like there was like, there's another movie that I can think of in like the 70s or whatever. But like as a werewolf connoisseur, it's very rare to see... A like white haired, it's just odd, yeah. And so, and so the fact that they chose to do that was kind of, I don't know, it's just kind of a weird decision. But re- regardless, oh man, I love it. It was a lazy so ass color. Too. It's just if you ask me, <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, there goes um, my uh appreciation. Uh, what I actually really liked, in fact, every one of these issues, like I'm reading it, I I never read a lot of Swamp Thing, like I said. I'm going to say that 15 more times. But uh, I was, uh, every one of these issues, I start out a little bit bored, I'll be honest. I'm just like, like the language is so flowery, like the way that <laughs> Len Wein writes it. And I'm just like, come on, dude, yeah. just get to the point of the story. Uh, but then by the end of them, like, like it really 
get you. Like the third act of all of these is, to me is like really good because I'm just like, holy cow, that's awesome. Like it's such a, like you said, not only is it have, it does he have white hair? White is right, according to Rand. Oh, uh, I mean, you basically, oh, I'm summarizing. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Shit. But uh, anyway, uh, Ryan's not racist. He has a black friend. Okay. Um, Kelly's really got to me. <laughs> Kelly does rub off on Dang people. it. Yeah. I do rub off people sometimes. Kelly's rub off on people. Kelly's daughters Sorry. ask him about that later. Uh, but anyway, what I really liked about this is the other cool turn of this is just that, like, the werewolf saves the day basically yeah like, pretty much he isn't the he isn't he doesn't turn into werewolf and just tear everybody apart which i thought was a really cool idea a really cool turn and then he takes it to the chest from a silver chandelier a swamp thing throws at him right yeah, which yeah, is that part was a little crazy like it's a little dumb yeah. <laughs> but um and the mom was like why did you do this dude well, it had to be done do your guys' comics end like this with just three panels on the page? Yes. That's weird that they do that, right? There like, must have been a house ad underneath it. Yeah. Originally. What's in your Ooh. what's in your reprint? I mean, none of us have the actual we have I have the digital one. Ryan's reprints. got a reprint. Oh, so it was like Letters column or something. It was a stand soapbox, the DC's stand soapbox. Um and then uh the last one of the man trio. Yeah. Batman. Of the wolf pack. Bruce Batman. Yeah, Bruce Batman. Uh, so Swamp Thing goes to Gotham City, and uh, I I like when I've seen a, I read a couple of books where Batman teams up with Swamp Thing, and I like those books. I think that they're a good match. There's actually a cur- a movie too. Is it the Bat? I think it might be the Batman Harley Quinn one. Uh, Swamp Thing teams up with Batman in that one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And it was it's really cool. There's a fun couple of fun Justice League action episodes where they team up together. Oh, very really? Well. Yeah. yeah, I think that they team up really well, dude, because Batman's not afraid to get grimy and dirty, dude. <laughs> you know, what's in, I've, I've read this issue before, issue number seven that we're talking about. Um, I hope so. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, previously to, to reading it again. Um, but, like, uh, of the eight that I read, I guess technically nine with the House of Secrets one in there because I, I borrowed Kelly's the bronze age swamp thing volume one trade which my dumbass five-year-old son <laughs> bent the cover to and i'm so pissed is it his fault or is it dad's it was fault? his fault it's dad's fault for leaving it where he could access no it, it was his fault because he was just being a jackass <laughs> and it was totally his fault but anyway uh, um out of you sound like my dad dude <laughs> <laughs> out of this is honestly one of my least favorite issues really yeah. yeah issues six and seven are my least favorite that makes sense dude this seems like uh, like the other issues are because ryan is big into like like the boring talkie horror yeah movies. the whole <laughs> marilyn manson gothic horror <laughs> yeah exactly the old hammer movies yeah, yeah. where it's just like yeah, just a lot of setup, a lot of talking. A lot of atmosphere and fog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of fog and castles. Yeah. And, and this, organs playing. Yeah. And this was about Batman. Like, this was because they wanted to write a Batman story, basically. Like, I don't think they cross over with any other superheroes in the first, like, whatever amount of issues. At least no. they're not on the covers. Like no, Batman's. not at all. So, yeah, they wanted to do a Batman story, and so they just had to, like, make it work. But it's definitely not your classic, like, horror. 
uh, and it's 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 point. good. I I do enjoy it. I just don't like it as well as the other ones. They but... should have thrown Man Bat in here, dude. Oh, like, gosh, yeah. why didn't they do that? And so one funny thing about this is like, uh, um, there Swamp Thing comes into Gotham, and there's like all this talk that like the, there's a monster. Commissioner Gordon gets word of it, and he's like, Batman, I thought I'd call you because there's this monster here, and we don't want to cause a panic. And I'm like. Dude, this is Gotham City. Yeah, no dude. shit. It's a dude. Tuesday. Dude, yeah, exactly. Some, some creepy monster. You know, Just like. go down to your sewers, dude. You have <laughs> exactly. a man crocodile down there. <laughs> like, and, like you've got a dude that's made out of mud. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. It's yep. like, yeah, that was a little bit far-fetched, dude, to me. Uh, I don't understand how. Len Wein knows his Batman stuff, but yeah. Clearly he didn't in this. But what I, what I did enjoy is, because I've always been... I don't know if it was my first Bernie. It might have been my first Bernie Wrightson thing I ever owned was Batman the Colts. Mm, yeah, that, that might that might be the first Bernie Wrightson. And so anyway, I've always loved the way that he drew Batman. Mm-hmm. And so it was. There's a couple panels in here um, where, like, well, that one that Spence has on his phone right now, where where yeah. uh, Batman is looking out over some docks and the wind is is blowing. Uh, Pulling his skirt up, pretty much. Dude, um, what's funny about that, that is what's funny about that is I think it's amazing looking too. But like, if you look at it like realistically, he can't see anything that's going on in the dock because his yeah. cape is blocking, blocking his all of you. Yeah, and and there's there's a panel where he's he's fighting some roughs on on a Batman is fighting some roughs on a, on a dock, and he is he is hunched over, and compared to the size of the bad guys that he is fighting. Batman yeah. is at least oh, yeah. three times <laughs> as tall as the, the I didn't guys that, he that is, out, but that he's right. fighting. Dude, that's totally true. Um, but this, but uh, on the panel previous, there, um, I don't know what page it would be in the actual comic itself, right there. Um, this very small picture. Oh yeah, he's um, like hunched over the ledge. Yes, he's hunched over the ledge. His cape is like flying up in the air over his head, and I swear they used to have like a corner art of this, like in in the monthlies because this just looks so familiar but it must have been to something very similar to this but that's one of my yeah. favorite it's an awesome pose, pictures yeah. ever and then two panels over is one of the worst pictures of bruce wayne i've ever seen in my life <laughs> looks like ichabod crane yeah from from sleepy hollow he's it's like terrible. he's almost skinny and he's got this so much hair on the top on his head he's got this like it's getting into his eyes just yeah, it's puffy it's like a hair helmet and the Batman's cape is just staring at you. He like, looks like he's scarecrow. Cal. He looks like Jonathan Crane. Well, what's the claw? Why does the cow have a claw? Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't figure that out earlier. I think it's just like slumped over some creepy ass chair or something. It, it had know. to have been on purpose though, because it really looks like his arm is sticking out yeah. and it's a claw. That's interesting, dude. And and even his Alfred isn't great in my opinion. Like he makes Alfred too like it's weird because Alfred is skinny, but like he makes him look more feeble. I don't know. Yeah. Dude. Uh, but man, but he draws a good Batman. He's really though. good at the capes, dude. On the yeah, following really page, is. like like look at this panel here where Batman is still on the dock. He's on some box boxes, and the cape is just draped all over yeah, these boxes. Look at and just the, the wrinkles in the cape and everything are amazing. Uh, Wrightson goes with the Longhorns. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. The person that followed that was, I would say, Kelly Jones was the other one to do <laughs> yeah. like the really long Batman horns, which is pretty awesome. Um and I, I was actually surprised at how good he was able to draw 
Batman because he he basically looks like your standard like house style DC. Oh yeah, for other sure. Than, yeah. Other than the fact he's got the long ears and the cape, everything else looks like pretty traditional Batman. And uh, because Bernie's art is so unique, I was surprised he was able to pull that off. Uh, yeah. So basically, Abby and uh, Matt, Matt Cable find themselves uh, trapped by another even mad scientist, um, and they're both hooked up to electric chairs. And he's German. <laughs> and yes, correct. They run for this group. I can't remember what it's called. Are they called the Cabal or something like that. I don't know. But they're they're the, they're the, the guys. Trump that are, administration. They're the guys that are behind everything. Basically, they're the guys that tried to get Al, Col- Al Collins and, and his wife tried to get the, the the serum. They're the ones that caused the accident. They're behind everything. And so finally, mm-hmm. it's revealed that that this guy, the head of this organization. It starts with the C. I can't remember what it's called. And he has a pet monkey, by the way. He um, resides. Dude, I just got to say real quick, like, Bernie Wrightson can't draw animals. No, he cannot. Well. <laughs> like, dude, there was a dog. There's a dog throughout all this. And I think it's so cute, actually, by the way, that, that uh, Swamp Thing. Uh, I almost said Samsung, dude. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> um, the Swamp Thing um, has a little dog that goes around with him, like, that he takes care of. Uh, dude. And that's... We got some old yellow shit happening in this issue. Uh, wait till you you get to issue eight. There's a bear in there. Oh, serious? Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bear in there that is not. It's not great. <laughs> there's another animal that's not great that we're going to talk about in yeah. the next episode. Um. But uh. Anyway, which is funny because you mentioned that because um, another person who couldn't draw animals is Jack Kirby. <laughs> like, dude, his animals are so wonky. His shark. Dude. Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, uh, I love com- I love Commandy, but Commandy is this world where there's like animal people, yeah. right? And all of them look so weird, dude. Like <laughs> that's what makes it so appealing. Because I, I love it. Because like, they've transformed, yeah. you know. Like yeah, no, I love it. But it's just like yeah, you ask. I've seen where Kirby has to draw like a lion, like a straight up lion, not like a humanized lion, hmm. and he. It looks like a humanized lion. Like it looks like a dude on all fours walking around. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, dude, I, I do uh, tend, I, I have um, some art experience and, yeah, animals, if you're really focused on drawing the figure all the time, yeah, animals are a completely different mm. ball game, dude. So, like, I can kind of see it. But, yeah, Bernie Wrightson's, like, monkey just looks like a dude. Like, yeah, it does. <laughs> a hairy guy that's just being pet, petted all the time by this, like, mobster guy. I thought right. it was just a hairy dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Well, that hairy dude comes into play because Swamp Thing and Batman, of course, mix it up. Batman's kind of a, kind of an ass to him. Uh, to Swamp Thing. Real quick, sorry to interrupt. Oh no, you. go ahead. But since we're on this page, I'm on this page. Do you guys remember the Batman TV show, uh, the yeah. 1966 one? Of course. And the Alfred. Do you remember Alfred? Yes. Dude, yeah. he draws Commissioner Gordon. Just like that Alfred, he does. Identical to yeah, hundred percent. It's so crazy. Like I, at first, I was like, I was lost when I was reading. I was like, wait, is this Alfred? Wait, no, he already drew Alfred. But yeah, it's weird. Like his model for. Uh, Commissioner Gordon had to have been that 1966 Alfred. 100%. You're absolutely right. Uh, we talk about uh, that he he gets a trench coat, right? Um, and he walks around. He's this trench coat and this fedora. He kind of looks like the thing from that uh, 
this man, this monster. Yeah, right. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he he becomes Raphael. Up, he becomes straight up like a noir detective, pretty much, because he's yeah, they're doing some detective work for sure. And and he actually he even says that he does it better than Batman, because <laughs> um, he even though he can't talk, he goes around and uh, finds where this guy is located, um, the dog who has a transmitter implanted in him. Um, anyway, they they lead him to the to the hotel. Well, first him and Batman get into it. I actually go back this page again. I don't know which page, but at the bottom there's this f- five little tiny panels that have his his origin. Just it's so perfect. Oh god, it's so good. it reminds me a lot of um, those Alex Ross. Um, oh yeah, like the treasury size, the stuff? treasury size yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. And you know those panels that are shaped like that, but like the different colors. Yeah, it, that's exactly what I thought of yeah, when I saw true. those. But yeah, so anyway, Batman and Swamp Thing, they they get into it. Um, dude, they fight again. Dude, this might have been my biggest thing on our podcast when we talked. To, we've done a weird amount of crossovers <laughs> yeah, in our that's podcast. True. You guys have. But like my whole thing is just like, why do they, they never go talk. to fighting? The very first thing is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, this one, I'll give it a little bit of room because Swamp he Thing can't, can't talk. talk. Yeah. And he's a monster. <laughs> Dog, dude. A dog looks like a man with a mustache. <laughs> kind of looks like a pig with a. <laughs> yeah. a um, but yeah, this fight, and I just can't see. I mean, if Batman just fought everything, he looked weird. That <laughs> looked weird. <laughs> like to me, that's what he's doing here. Because um, Swamp Thing doesn't attack him first. No. Why does it Batman? Batman's just like he's not talking. He must be a terrorist. Let me get. <laughs> and so he just like beats him up until. Uh, he gets saved by something. Well, old Swamp Thing oh, gets yeah, Swamp in a good Thing punch. Punches him and knocks him out for a second. Like, again, look and at then, that. And, and while Batman's down, he like runs off. Yeah. yeah, and the dog, dude. The dog. Everybody's just following the dog. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, when in doubt, follow the dog, dude. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Swamp Thing climbs up this building on the outside. Batman takes the stairs like a puss. Dude. Seems like they should be like they should Opposite. reverse that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Dude, yeah, here's the... Th- yeah, exactly, dude. When have you ever read a Batman comic in Gotham City where Batman is taking the stairs? I mean, he is following a dog, he's, so... He's getting in his car. Yeah. Uh, he's getting his 10,000 steps for the day. <laughs> he, like, calls Robin halfway up the stairs. Robin... Bring the elevator up to, up to floor 35, please. Bring the back cocaine. I need some energy. Uh, so they both get up to the top, and this is where the everything happens, right? right? This is where the mobsters are up, like with their hookers. Uh, sorry, whores. That's hoes. They're hoes. <laughs> and the dude shoots the dog point blank. Oh yeah, I mean, that was sad, dude. That was really sad for me was because sad. he was carrying this dog around. The dog's been. Hanging out for a few issues since issue one. Yeah, actually. so oh, yeah. he was yeah. in the first yep. one. So from oh, one to oh, seven. Yep. yep, dude, that is heartbreaking. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I cried about as much of that dog as I did when Tony Stark died. <laughs> I actually liked the dog better <laughs> than Tony Stark, but dude, uh, you have this monster saying, "I am inevitable," <laughs> and then the dog goes, "Bam!" <laughs> 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 yeah, dude, that was. That's I that was the best part. That that's what actually made the issue for me. It was heartbreaking, but like that's what gave the issue gravitas to me. It was just like 
Dude, this is some serious, like, sad stuff that happens yeah. here. So. And even though it's comic books, I don't think this dog's coming back. <laughs> no, I think, I, he, I think he may be the one thing that hasn't come and back. Mary Jane. No, Mary Jane. Gwen <laughs> Stacy. Well, we hope you enjoyed our review of Swamp Thing, number three, number four, number seven. You can find us. The Man Trilogy. That's right. The Man Trilogy. <laughs> find us on Instagram at... The Cold Storage Podcast. No, Cold Storage Podcast. Cold Storage Podcast. <laughs> Emails at the Cold Storage Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, go to any place you listen to podcasts. Follow us. Your bathroom, us. your kitchen. I your mean your apps. Work, your apps. <laughs> Leave us reviews. Follow us. Let us know how you feel. 